You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sis Montaigne Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers.
All right, guys, welcome. Welcome to an episode of Beyond the Bike. I am your host, Big Lou, and tonight we have the ladies of Project Bike Love. Woo-hoo. All right, ladies, introduce yourselves. Whoop, whoop. Belen here. <laughs> well, hi, Belen. Hi. Amy Stonich. Amy. And Debbie Volpe. Hi, Debbie. All right, we're going to get into this awesome nonprofit organization that goes pretty much all over the world to, to uh, donate bikes, right? Yep. All right. So uh, and then we're going to call Erin, right? We're going to call Erin and, whoops, we're going to get her her uh, her involved in the, in the conversation. So That's right. All right, Belen, let's start with you. Let's start with uh, how it all started. Well, uh, so Erin is going to come, and she will tell her story. Project by Globe was born at, from Erin's heart. So she is actually... The heart, the engine. Of, she, she's the one who brought us all together. And she's the glue. She is the glue. Hello. Hello there. Erin, welcome. Speaking of. Thank, thank you. Oh, you're talking about me. Yeah, yeah. Were you, were you <laughs> Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, so we need to know how everything started. So to know how everything started, you need to start. Oh, man, I started this thing, huh? (laughs) What did I do? Welcome. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Gosh. Always tell the story a little bit different, but, you know, I'll spare everybody the details on the very beginning part. Um, But, you know, um, I guess I was, (laughs) it was a transitional time in my life. I was, (laughs) I went through a really bad breakup. Um, I was kind of figuring out who I was in the world, uh, what I wanted to do next. And I had started um, doing this like uh, leadership program and we had been assigned the task of doing like a community event. And I was in the midst of putting this like uh, bike ride on, like this bike day for inner city like youth in uh, the LA area. I wanted to do like, you know, like get a bunch of people from my community to go out to LA and like hang out with these kids and teach them how to ride bikes and maybe donate some bikes to them. Anyways, it's just this like idea I had, I was working on. And, um, I really wasn't getting anywhere with it because I really didn't know what I was doing, um, which is kind of the story of all of this. (laughs) I never, I I don't know what I'm doing. I just keep doing things and seeing what, what happens. And so, um, it was, uh, Christmas of 2014 and, um, my, uh, I was uh, opening a Christmas gift for my mom and it was a necklace or sorry, a bracelet with a little bike, um, charm on it. And the letter in it was from my mom saying that we donated a bike in your honor. We know how much bikes mean to you. And this bike is going to help a girl in India get to school, um, safe and reliably and give her a life that she otherwise wouldn't have because of a bike. And I started to cry and it was the first Christmas gift or gift or anything that I've ever received that actually made me like cry. Like I was just so emotionally moved by it. And, um, it was, it was in like, it was in that instant. I was like, no, like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, this is how I want to like give back and make an impact in the world somehow. And so I started 
researching online like all about how bikes can change lives and i know it seems like some people are probably like duh of course bikes change lives but for me bikes have always been like a toy they were fun they're something i use for exercise and to race with and they're performance machines and that kind of thing um it's just like some kind of gear that i geek out on but like i never really understood the impact of them um and like as i started to research it and google it like i found all this information on how safe and reliable transportation is just a necessity for communities and they don't have it like so many places around the world don't have access and i mean belin knows a lot about this firsthand it's just like bikes really provide a service for people and um, whether it's getting into school to hospital to work um you know it it does a lot and so as i started to learn more about this i was like for sure this is what i'm going to do but it's just me. <laughs> I have no idea how I can do any of this on my own. So I started reaching out to people in the community. And I'm really involved with uh, Rock and Road Cyclery. And I actually worked there at the time that this was happening. So I started to reach out to people in that community. And uh, one group in specific was the Trail Angels. And this was just an amazing group of women. And I knew them because when I got into mountain biking, uh, one of the women, uh, Kathy Chambers was just such a badass, and she took me out riding and like i I knew she like gave me this introduction what it was like to have women teach other women to ride because like I was the girl that like you know, like my boyfriend taught me how to ride, and everyone was just like, yeah, ride, like don't fall Good luck. <laughs> you know <laughs> and I have a hundred scars to show my like first you know six months of learning a mo- uh, mountain bike because of that, you know and and so the Trail Angels have this, like, really amazing um, just, like, organization that helps women, gets women's on, women on bikes. They ride together. They support each other. They have rides all during the week. It's just amazing. So um, I reached out to a woman, uh, Laura, on Trail Angels that I knew. I knew that she was um, really big in the community and in Orange County, and she's just a wonderful, wonderful woman. And so when I wanted to share my idea with her and see if she knew anybody or kind of if she wanted to be involved, she invited me to a ride. And she said, come on this ride and come, come talk to me and, and the girls about it. So, um, there's this local, um, trail area called Whiting Ranch. And, uh, that's where this group ride was. So I showed up and I was like, I was actually on my way to a 12 hour race. (laughs) And so like I show up at this ride and I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to these girls. And they were going to do this like a whiting to luge loop. And, um, you know, it's funny because this is how Project Bike Live got started, and this is still kind of how we do our meetings. <laughs> but, <laughs> where you just go and ride about it, and that's uh, that's a meeting. And um, so we go on this ride, and Belinda and I tell this story different every time, so I'll, I'll let her uh, <laughs> jump in here. But I, we're riding, and there's this hill right off the bat called Mustard Hill, and it's like it's a it's pretty significant hill. And I'm like jazzed. Like I'm so excited to be talking about Project Bike Love and like sharing my passion that I'm just like blah 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 blah. Like this is what I want to do and this is my idea and da 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 and I'm like talking to Laura. And then there's this 
little brown hair girl <laughs> in the back. And she like, it's like she raised her hand. She was like, hey, <laughs> wait, for wait, me. I want to hear about this. So <laughs> I shit so. and drink water. <laughs> That's how I met Belin. That's who was who that that girl was, and um, I don't know. Like Belin, why don't like you jump in? You say what happened there. <laughs> yeah, I love your. I love when you tell the story. So just to put it in context, I mean, how different Erin and I um, are or were. So I come from Paraguay. I'm. I was born in Paraguay. I moved here eight years ago. And I am a doctor, so I am a family physician, and I work for Dr. Will Borders. I knew I wanted to be a doctor since I'm 14, so I'm one of those really driven person that at 14 I decided I want to be a doctor. Uh, I need to learn English because I, that's what I need for Dr. Will Borders. Um, I work in the humanitarian area my whole life in Habitat for Humanity, Un Techo para Mi País. Um, so. I've been in this world for a long time, so for me, was actually moving to the States was not my dream. Like, I moved here because my husband is here, so I moved here for love. So for me, I felt really spoiled. So being here was really being super spoiled. So for me, was trying to find a way to give back to the world by being here. So going back to this wedding story, um, <laughs> <laughs> so actually this ride was actually called Belen first time on the luge. <laughs> so, I, yeah, like if you look at the, at, at the yeah, if you look at the uh, at the ride, it was like Belen first time on the luge on the luge. So I had a mountain bike. My husband gave me a mountain bike as my engagement ring. So I started mountain biking. The trail angels are awesome. They actually show me how to ride bikes, and it's so different to ride with your husband than to ride with the girls, right? Like they they really we 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 talk women, we talk bikes, we really know how to. So there was this girl, Debbie, and Debbie doesn't know this, not you, Debbie, not the other Debbie. <laughs> Debbie Bell, she's Debbie like, deluge this and deluge that. So I was super worried and scared about deluge. So I showed <laughs> up, and I'm like, lock myself out of my car. <laughs> really, like, I only had my bike. So I text Laura, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to ride deluge. I'm like, Laura, I'm so sorry, I left my keys inside. And she's like, oh, I have a shoes, and I have helmet, and I have everything. And I'm like, shoot, I'm going to ride this thing. <laughs> So I'm like so worried about this, and then suddenly Barbie bike <laughs> shows up, right? In this like she calls me Barbie Barbie bike. Barbie truck. It was actually like the big. It was like Barbie badass bike. I don't know. Like she's like so color coordinated with braids, right? So color coordinated, like this gigantic truck. And I'm, like, so threatened by her already, right? But at the same time, I, I, I'm with all these things. So we started riding, and I didn't see her anymore. <laughs> like, she was, like, way at the front, right? <laughs> so I have no clue what she was saying. And then we actually made it to Mustard. And then she started riding, right? And she's like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I really hear, like, women. And I'm blah, 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 blah. Empowerment, blah, 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 bikes. And I'm like... I really want to hear what she's saying, right? And then Laura, Laura's like, 
Blaine, hurry up. You need to listen to this. I'm like, I am F trying to hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing as hard as I could. And she was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so we made it to the top of Mustard. And she's like, oh, I need to go to my house. And I was like, okay, bye, see you. But we connected through Facebook, right? And then yeah. after that, we went on a run. Because I'm like, maybe on a run, I can actually, like, keep up with her. (laughs) (laughs) So Barbie Bikes turned, she was, like, running Barbie. (laughs) 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 Like, super coordinated. (laughs) And then, so we went to Laguna. And we actually walk fast, run, hike for eight miles. Wow. And that's when Project Bike Glove was born. So we... I don't know. It was like a two-hour hike, and then yeah. we shared so many things, like the, the idea that she had, and then, uh, like, I, I put my input of how much I knew from the from the humanitarian world already. Uh, so one of the things was where, and because we knew, like, uh, right for Rwanda, we're talking about Rwanda, for mm-hmm. example. And then my main thing, I was coming, I, came, I just came back from Central African Republic, so I remember telling Erin, the main thing that we need to think or to see is that these bikes are not a threat for women. Like, not because we're giving them these bikes, they're going to be, like, raped or killed. Or... Mm. So we need to go to a place that is stable, like, as political stable as possible. Um, we need to have local partners. So for me, I have more that know-how. I have no idea of nonprofit or business or anything. I was, like, I was working with a big organization already. So I, I didn't know how Dr. Wellborder started. I just worked there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think on the way when we were talking about that, I said, well, why not South America? I'm like, why not go to Paraguay? I mean, it is our backyard here. And then we do hear a lot about the continent of Africa and the countries in Africa, but we don't see many things going on in South America. Right. And, I know for sure we can find beneficiaries there with the vision that we have because it has to be women that will use the bike for transportation and uh, they have to be low income. So the vision that and they, they, that we can give the bikes and that they can empower their life. So um, after we went on that hike, I went back home and I sent emails like to friends. And I did work there in, in Paraguay. In Techo, Techo was the first one. So Techo, and then in my my school, I went to this religious school. So there's actually a Fundación María Auxiliadora, so it's a foundation, and they work with women. So the president of that Fundación, it's actually my friend from high school. Oh, that's awesome. So I was, like, really connected because that's what I did my whole life. And then they were, like, right away, they're like, oh, yeah, we can find beneficiaries. So I'll then, like, right away, we had 50, like, 50 candidates. And I was like, Erin, great. <laughs> now we have, so <clears throat> so we, have, we have no money. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but what's, what was really cool about that, that was that, like, it put us on the hook, right? Like, it, it made us accountable to something. And so Belinda and I were like, oh, okay, like, this is happening. Like, whether we like it, like, whether we're ready for it or not, like, this is happening. We've already put it out in the world, and we already have women who are expecting this. So, like, 
we're going to do whatever it takes. And I think that was like a really pivotal moment for us is like that first moment that we knew we were on the hook for this and that we were accountable to something. Well, and I think that's when you guys decided uh, we needed a mission statement. We needed to uh, decide what our purpose was, and that was to give bites locally, nationally, yeah. and internationally. Ironically, we and started with internationally. <laughs> yeah, we kind of started Let's out. Go we to went the big. other side of the world. We the Here we go. That was a great idea. We went big. We did. Does that bring? It was that commitment. It was the commitment uh, when we said we're just gonna go. We're, we it was Thanksgiving four years ago, right? That we yeah. went. Yep. 2015. Yeah. 2015. And yeah. it's like almost full circle, full circle, and we're back to a yeah. pivotal point now again. I think we're ready for our next 300 bikes later. Yes. Uh, yeah. And we have met our goal of donating locally, nationally, and internationally. That's awesome. Yes, very proud of that. I think one other thing, like Amy brought up a good point about the mission state, mission, vision, and values is I always love to talk about Project Bike Love starting because it started really as a community. It wasn't like I started it or Berlin started it. It was really more of like us reaching out and like it was such a, it was a community project. And that's what was so beautiful about it is like all the people who really, who, were inspired by it and decided to, you know, donate their time. And, and, um, we first partnered with, uh, organization called hello possibilities, which is like an umbrella company kind of for nonprofits. So we could actually fundraise and offer a tax deduction because we weren't yet a 501 C three. So they are the ones who really helped us get that mission, vision values, like, you know, um, and, and help structure us in that way. Mm-hmm. And it was such a great uh, foundation for us to build from. So we weren't just like starting out, you know, it really gave us like something, you know, grounded us a little bit and we were able to to go from there, which was huge. Yeah, Erin always like to tell, we like to tell the story of, it was actually not easy. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was not easy. I mean, we got a lot of no's, or Erin got a lot of no's before she met me. And then I was just all passion. And, uh, but then the, I, like, I, was, I was really passionate about it. But then we didn't know that we didn't have the know how of how to start a nonprofit mm-hmm. and what it actually entails to have a nonprofit, like the paperwork and the uh, <laughs> like they have the 501c3. And then um, so at, at this point, Erin, actually, we she how did you find again the lawyers the website so, part? <laughs> I did I did what I always do and I just started asking everybody and anybody I knew about about it and I believe it was my sister who's a lawyer um, in New York she said hey there's this uh, uh, like pool of um, nonprofits that get submitted to lawyers in to law offices in Orange County, and then they choose pro bono work. You should apply for this, and so I got the um, uh, information for that, and I just filled out um, like what we were up to, what our mission was, like what we wanted, and I just kind of gave us gave our story and just like sent it off to the what I call the nonprofit lottery, <laughs> and. <laughs> And um, I get a phone call 
one day from uh, two guys at uh, Jones Day Law Firm in Irvine, which, if you don't know, is a pretty big uh, inter- a law firm. And they <laughs> called me and they said, we really, really love what you had to say. And we want to know if you'll let us work for you. (laughs) I'm going to cry talking about it. It was so insane, like, to have these guys. And then they went into it and they said, look, we read these things all the time. And, like, we haven't been as moved as we were by, like, what you had to say and about what you guys are doing. And we do so much work that we don't feel passionate about that we really want to be involved with something that, you know, that we feel like we're giving back and doing good with. And they asked if they could work for us. <laughs> I mean, if, and if, if you try to picture this, I'm pretty sure we both went on a bike ride, right? Like before. So I like, I went home, took a shower, probably not even washed my hair because I didn't have time. Erin, right? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think she like washed her hair at least. So Maybe. We, we, we go and it's this like fancy building to start with, right? So we start and then we go and I was like it was I, I promise I, it was like at that time like 50 shades of gray mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like seriously like that building and like the the, uh, the elevator and then we showed up and it's like super fancy like I don't know like 50 floor or something I don't know maybe I'm making it up but it was like and no, then we, go, like, we go to this room and it's like this big table right like big table and Erin and I sitting on one side and the lawyers like all stood up and the other side and and they're like, so they ask us, and we start blah 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 blah. blah, blah. <laughs> and then they're like, we want to work for you. And then like Erin and I were like, so okay, um, just one question. So how much is this gonna cost us? Because we don't have money. <laughs> we have zero money. And they're like, no, this is for free. I'm like, we want to do it for you. And I was like. It was just amazing. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was one. incredible. That yeah. was re- like we we came I, out. We, and we don't know who were crying or laughing. Or yeah, <laughs> I call it winning the nonprofit lottery. Yeah. Like yes. we won the nonprofit lottery, but it, and it was just it was amazing. And Jones Day and and the two guys that worked with us the most, um, Chris and Gotham, were is are their names, and they. Um, They've really, I mean, they answered every single email. They called, they were, they created board meetings for us. And I mean, they just, they really helped us set that. Like, it was like another pivotal moment. Like it really helped set another foundation for us to understand. So they didn't just do this stuff for us. Like they really educated us in, in what we needed to do legally as an organization. Mm-hmm. And there is something that it's like very challenging when you go from this like passion and fire of like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to change the world. This is how we're going to empower women. And blah, blah. and then you're like, and you need to make sure you do your taxes on this day. And if you don't put these in there, like blah, 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 this will happen. And you're just like, hold on a second. Like this is business. Like, wait a minute. Hold on. Okay. Okay. If we really want to do this, like we have to somehow like be a business and then also be like, still have like our passion for, for what we're doing and Mm -hmm. staying really true to that, which is what we're all, I think we're all really on board with is that like, we are a business, but we try to constantly check ourselves on our mission, vision, and values and like what we're doing and how we are honoring our donors and how we are taking care of our beneficiaries. And that's always been such, um, 
like just a, such a great part of, of what we do as far as the challenging part as well. Well, and it's one of our partners who we have partners in everything we do, whether it's partnership with yeah. Rock and Roll, with the Trail Angels, with when we do donations, we don't, we can't do it on our own. We have to have a, an ambassador wherever we go. So whether that's the Techo in Paraguay or whether that's the Navajo Nation in Arizona or in Anaheim with Grandma's House of Hope and Sagecrest, those are all our partners who have helped make us a success. Um, and, and that's how we're able to, yeah. to donate so the bikes. Something yeah. that we, and when we say stay true to ourselves, I mean, something that we knew when we started is that we are not reinventing the wheel. Like we are not the first mm -hmm. and only organization that give bikes to people, right? Mm -hmm. And that gives bikes to, for transportation. There are other organizations. So for us, we wanted to find a way that make us unique, that make us, us be us, like the, to make us be bike love. So I think the love part, it's like really an important part for us mm -hmm. because we find that connection with partners, with organizations, And we, we keep that connection. Like, for example, just, just uh, yesterday I was sending the girls a message because Claudia, hi, Claudia, if you're listening. <laughs> hi, Claudia. She will be. Yeah, she will. So Claudia is our uh, partner in Arizona, in the Navajo uh, Nation. So we, she reached out to us. It's, it's long story short, she reached out to us after one year that she met us. And it's actually also because she saw Erin and it was Barbie Erin. <laughs> and she's like, I don't oh look God. like her. <laughs> Well, and it it's was okay, Claudia. Shot. We have. She calls it her long shot when she reached out. It was yeah. totally a long shot. In the after, dark. after, yes. So she she sent this. She sent us this email after a year, and so she started a ride in Arizona. It's a 200 miles in the Navajo Reservation, and uh, they do it in July. So she started actually working with Girl Scouts. So she sent us and letting us know. So. Um, The problem that we have is to get bikes for little girls. Mm -hmm. So we have bikes, we have donated bikes, but we don't have for little girls. So I reached out to her, we started talking more, and then we connected right away. And that was actually a year ago, and then, like, at this time of the year, and then we went in February. So we donated bikes for the girls to do the ride, like to do the Navajo, um, the ride in the Navajo Nation. And then this one girl, Mackenzie, so... So this, this one girl, Mackenzie, she couldn't ride. So she's like, she, she, she was on her bike, she couldn't ride. And it's so super sweet that actually Matt was teaching her how to ride. And somebody actually took a picture of that. So we have the picture, oh, like Mackenzie trying to ride. And then I went back two months later and she sees me and she's like, Belen, look, I can ride my bike now. That's awesome. So she was like riding the bike. And then she actually encouraged so, mom, uh, so much to her moms and to the whole community of moms that we ended up donating bikes to the moms, and the moms also did that right. And then yesterday, I got a message saying, your favorites, Mackenzie and Rain, are going to race next year. So it's like, it's Nika, uh, but it's mm -hmm. like for eight to nine years old. So they're actually going to start racing now. <laughs> That's awesome. So these kids that didn't know how to ride a bike, I'm like, I'm in chills. But yeah. she, didn't, she couldn't ride a bike, right? 
And then now she's like racing. So <laughs> and it's, it's, it's amazing. And to see that grow and that for us, that's the most important part of like, it's not we, one very important thing for us, it's that we, we're not just going, delivering a bike and then not knowing what's going on. Like we You've do a follow up. We do the follow-up with every, with the beneficiaries, with the partners. And then in Paraguay right now, we have Lupe and Mariana. Hi, Lupe and Mariana in Paraguay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> guys. So they are, they are the, Pro, the Project Bike Club ambassadors, but they, like, they did a delivery this year, and we didn't have to go. I'm like, they, they already know exactly what we're looking for, like what type of beneficiaries, what's the commitment that we need to get from the community. Because mm -hmm. we get, like, we make them sign contracts, or we, we do get a commitment from the uh, from the communities of what they have to do on delivery day and then after the delivery. So we have Lupe and Mariana right now that they're, they're working, like they are the ones organizing the delivery that we're going to do in two weeks. So we have ambassadors, organizations, people that actually follow up with the, these beneficiaries. And we know it is, um, so as a, as, as a humanitarian, what I do on my job, I have like indicators, right? Like I need to know uh, 100% of the patients walk out of the hospital with the right treatment, the diagnosis and right treatment, right? So we need to measure the impact. What I always say, for us, it's so difficult to measure the real impact that we have because we cannot say we delivered 313 bikes. We, didn't, we cannot measure in that number because mm -hmm. we don't know how many people we actually impact right. through the work that we're doing. Like, I can tell about Lupe. So Lupe learned English to be able to communicate with us. And then she met us, Amy and Erin, and she came to to she came here for a month. And then we're like, okay, Lupe, you need to leave Paraguay and you need to go abroad and you need to study. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. So she applied for a scholarship and she won a master and she was she went to Barcelona for two years. And she said that she's like, I needed to empower myself in order to empower others. Mm -hmm. So It's just so, like, we can have so many examples of empowering of, of like, people and names that it's just, just to tell, it's like... beyond 317. It is beyond yeah, and 313. And I think that's such an important part of what we do because, like, from my experience, you know, going to Paraguay the first time to deliver bikes, you know, we had a plan and we knew what we were doing and we had an idea of what that would do for them. And I think on the surface, it was to provide safe and reliable transportation. And there was definitely the part where we knew that we were empowering them, that we were going to show them that there was a community out there that cared about them and their greatness and their success. And we wanted them to know that they were loved and all of that, you know, but I don't think we fully knew how big it was and how meaningful it would be to them. 
I would, I always joke because in my whole life, I never in a million years would have thought that nuns would kiss me on my face and tell me that God sent me to them. Okay. Um, and like, when you have literally like six nuns kiss your face and tell you that, like, I cannot even tell you what that feels like because number one, I never in a million years thought that I could make an impact like that, but I also didn't understand how beautiful it was to see humans helping other humans and like the like domino effect of that. Cause so many women, it's like, yeah, we give them a bike. Yeah. We provide them transportation. Yes. They get more time and money back into their lives, but they start empowering other people. And my favorite story from the Navajo, uh, um, delivery was, when Belin went back by herself and was um, riding with the moms and and doing a day with the moms and the kids, and she had a husband come up to her oh my and tell her, I can't thank you. I can't believe how much you have changed the life for my wife and my child and, like, our family. And that, I mean— I'm going to cry talking about that's like a bicycle that did that to this family. And a a husband is now saying like he got, you know, his family is impacted by it. And if you think about the fact that we have delivered over 300 bikes and how that ripple effect of like, you know, creating community and, you know, showing love and like other people showing love, like the impact is honestly, like it'll go on forever beyond anything we'll ever even know. And that's, what's so amazing about it is like it, the impact we don't even get, we don't even get to see it, but other people do right. Like their families and then other people in the communities benefit from this. And so after that first delivery, I remember just being with the girls and being like, this is real. Like we did this, but like, there is actually a need for this. It wasn't just like this, you know, we're going to do this like one delivery and then it's all going to be done. And like, yay, everybody got, you know, we we did a good thing and we empowered women (laughs) and then we go home, you know, like it wasn't like, okay, it's over. It was like, Oh no, we're on the hook again. It's still like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we found somebody or we found an area in the world that needed us. And so that's what continues to drive us to do it more and more. And just, I mean, that that's one of my favorite stories, too. So the name of this, this dad, this husband, it's Oli. So Oli is this big dude. He's like six-something. <laughs> and if you don't know me, I'm 5'1". <laughs> I'm this tiny little thing, right? She's pocket size. <laughs> I'm like tiny. And he's like big guy, right? And he's like, Blend, can I have a war with you or something like that? Right? <laughs> what? Like, and he's like, like, he's a military guy. Like he was. So he goes and he actually, and all if you're listening to this, we, I love you and your family. He actually said, I don't know how to thank you for all you did for my family. I've been, like, I've never seen my wife this happy since you get the bike to Mariah. Mariah started riding more, and Cheryl started spending more time with her. And then she, like, she told us that she lost, like, 30 pounds. So she actually started working out, and then he said, now we spend time together as a family. And then Mariah actually 
start writing with her. So she is the first woman in her high school team, in the Coconino High School. Uh, she moved to Flagstaff, so she's in Coconino High School, and she's the first woman in her high school mountain bike team. That's awesome. So it's like the whole family goes to see her. It's like a whole family thing now, and it's like, and he was like hugging me, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm crying now. <laughs> and then it goes back to the impact. I was like, we, there's no way for us to measure the impact and to actually know and understand how much, like, we, we are doing and we're impacting, like, whole families and communities and ourselves. And we're sharing our passion. Yeah. yeah. This is what we like. Yeah. Hmm. We love riding bikes. We love sharing that love with everybody else. Well, let me ask you, what, 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 uh, what kind of challenges have you guys encountered? <laughs> like, uh, you know, overseas and, and you know, or, or locally here? Well, having to... Some of the deliveries, I think, I wasn't part of those ones. I wasn't on board yet, but I have pictures um, that I took to display at one of the events that I went to. And one of the pictures of the delivery is literally bikes stacked on top of a very (laughs) rickety wooden type cart. And it's being drawn by donkeys. That's the only way to get it. To get those bikes to the recipients in their little villages. And God forbid it rained because you couldn't actually get there if it did because the roads aren't really roads as we know it. Mm. So I think and that's that's exactly, one of the yeah. big challenges the sometimes. That's our nine-hour bus ride. The logistic yes. part of it. I think the deliveries in itself are challenging because we do operate on a very small budget. And so because of that, like we do all of it um, – you know, not just the cheapest way, but just like the only way that you really, we, you can in those communities. So like Amy just mentioned, like we had to do like a 12 hour bus ride and then we got onto <laughs> these tiny boats and then the boats took that. us it's like across a country the, worth. It's dark. Yeah. And, and, and like, <laughs> I've never seen it's it just, ever. it's so, it's so, uh, crazy. And then there's, you know, it's international travel and there's all of the stuff that comes along with that. And then it's, And then it's like finding partners and there's been really like, I've been trying to find a bike partner, for example, like just like one bike partner. We use a lot of different ones at this point, but like I was trying to find like an actual like uh, partnership to have. And I remember I was at Interbike and um, I won't name the brand, but I went to (laughs) this meeting that I had and I was telling them all about what we were doing. And we had currently used bikes that I knew were like a sub brand of that brand. So I thought this was like the best place to start. And so I went up to them and sitting around having this meeting, talking about what we were doing. And the guy was listening kind of, and then he looks at me and he says, you know, if it's not carbon and under 20 pounds, we don't really care about it. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we deal with. <laughs> and it's, and that's just the reality of like big business, you know, like we're, we're small and, um, we, it's not easy to get people to give you money. You know, it's just not, it, it's, it's a challenge in itself. Fundraising the first, the first delivery, Belin and I were like in tears. We were like, what are we going to do? We do not have enough money. We're like, we're going to pay for it. And sure as we did. Like, we, <laughs> like, let me tell you, like, we were like, these girls are getting these bikes. So here's my credit card, you know, like, yeah. because like, that's just, that's the challenge of it. None of us, like, I don't like, I, you know, I never was like taught how to raise money. 
nobody ever like I don't know the trick like I don't know how that works or I'm sure there's like something you know some nonprofit fundraising 101 that I should probably take or something but like it's not it's not easy to to build that and um so that's always been a challenge is finding that it's still you know it's still a challenge I think altogether we get better and better every yeah. year and every time We're it's learning. different every time it's different when we do a delivery where we buy the bikes or how it we mm-hmm. do it. um i love how we buy bikes locally in paraguay so we support the local economy it goes to extend beyond just the 317 bike 13 bikes sorry yeah uh, and then when when specialized gave us the bikes for the navajo nation um so those were amazing bikes, and the Grandma's House of Hope. We had mm-hmm. uh, the specialized bikes, but we've done it as appropriate for each. Yeah. And where and works. that's a challenge in itself is that every single delivery is different. So every time we're planning a delivery and finding beneficiaries and working with partners, it's like it starts all over again. Yeah. You know, we we have to learn something new. We have to re we have to source things differently. Our travel accommodations are different. Um, when we did the Navajo reservation, we all slept in the gym mm-hmm. <laughs> at the school. There was a ghost. <laughs> there was a ghost? It's haunted. They said there was really? a ghost. Really? It is? Oh, yeah. Erin, there was something like there was. It was moving. The door. <laughs> I have to say, I haven't been so happy to share a bed with my friend. And <laughs> I mean, I'm I was so glad I'm not alone. <laughs> I, I think one, one, one challenge that we have is that we all have jobs. Mm. Like, Erin has a full-time job. Amy has a full-time job. Melissa is not here. Melissa is new on the board. She has a full-time job. So I think just Debbie and I are the ones that have a little more time, but I have four part-time jobs. <laughs> and my part-time jobs means that I'm out of the country, out of the states, or I mean the, the state of California, or not in my house for like at least six months a year. Sorry, baby. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually not in my house. Your husband's house. a saint. He is. He is. He's a saint. He's the best. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not home for six months a year. So it is that's a challenge itself that we have to, we have a life. Like we have to, this is our passion. Like we, we're not getting paid for this. We are like, we're actually giving our own money. Like, and when Erin, we, it's, it's not a joke that we paid for the bikes. Like we didn't have the money and we have 50 beneficiaries and they knew they were going to get the bikes. And my saint husband, he was like, I know you, I mean, you won't be able to live with yourself if you don't do this. Right. Just use our credit card. And then I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to pay me back. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it, it, that's how we started. And then people actually trust us. But then as we were talking to Debbie today, I'm like, we do get, we got to a point that is like, our friends, they, like, unfollow us on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> because it's like every time we're just, hey, so we're doing this. We're delivering bikes. We're doing so. We're asking for donations all the time to our own friends and family. And they know us. They know that we're doing it. We know, they know the impact that we're doing. But at some point, we need to find a way. Yeah, we only tap into that for so long, and the community has been such a great support for five years now, basically. 
And so we're looking, we're right in the, the mix of right now trying to regroup and figure out what's our next step. How do we go mm. bigger and maintain our integrity and still hug every recipient? And um, that's really important to everyone who's on, on this board and involved. So Just so, so people understand, we're going to Paraguay now and we come back and we start almost from zero. Like, our bank account is back to almost zero, so we need to start fundraising for the next one, which our next one, we already know, it's in January. We're going back to Arizona. <laughs> which so we don't like waste any time around here. I know, we're not, no, no, no. We know exactly what we're doing, so it's like, okay, this is done, so we need to fundraise for the next one, and then what is next? And then, actually, in Paraguay, we, we put a limit, so we actually were delivering 70 bikes, but only 70 because we put a limit to that. I mean, we can get a lot more people. And that's that's another thing also about finding beneficiaries and the type, the needs are different. So when, when Erin and I met, and this is a story that I, also, I always tell, I was, in 2010, I was in South Sudan and there was this dad that came with a kid. He was super sick. The kid was sick. So I'm like, I took that kid, like I, I said, I need to teach the nurses and the doctors that we can make a difference. So I like I took that kid and take took care of that kid and the kid survived. And everyone was like, Oh wow, I'm like if you can give the right treatment, the kids can survive, even if he's super sick. Mm. So at the next day, when the kid was alive, I went to the dad. So I was telling the dad I wanted to teach a lesson to the dad at that time. And I'm like, why did you take so long to bring your kid to the hospital? So the the dad started crying, and he said in his own dialect, and then the nurses translate, I didn't know there was a Dr. Will Borders hospital nearby, and when I found out, I couldn't find a bike to bring my kid to the hospital. And that nearby hospital was 100K. Wow. 66 miles. So he rode 66 miles on like a bike, like an African, if you like picture that. And it's like in a bike path, like in the jungle, with his- right? With his kid that had malaria, malnutrition, and he had a, a pneumonia. So the kid was really sick. <laughs> so when I said it's the difference between life and death, I'm not lying. I've, I've seen that. Like, mm-hmm. it can be the difference mm-hmm. between life and death, right? Yeah. But we cannot always find those type of beneficiaries, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the type of beneficiaries from Grandma House of Hope, mm-hmm. it's actually, it's, a, it's an organization. They work in Anaheim, and they have women at risk. So they're women that, like, domestic violence or they're actually sick women. Some have cancer, so they have to be living in an area that is close to the hospital or close to the doctor. So we donate the bikes, and they are using the bike for transportation in the Anaheim area. Okay. It, it's really different from uh, the context in South Sudan. Yeah. Or in Arizona right now, the girls are riding the bikes, and they're racing bikes. And in Paraguay, the kids that were going to deliver the bikes, they're walking 10K to go to school. And then like, we know, because we delivered last year, the kids that we deliver the bikes, they actually improve the, their, the, the attendance of school. So they're, they're having more time to go to school. They actually go to school because if you're a kid and you have to walk 10K under the sun, you're actually like you're sick or you just stay at home and you're saying, I'm going to help my mom. Like yeah. you make an excuse. You don't want to go to school. Right. So the kids are actually happy to go to school now. They go to school and they're like 
so it's they can eat breakfast. They can eat breakfast <laughs> before they go. And so the the type of needs are different. Mm-hmm. So and that's the way. That's why the type of deliveries are different. It's not the same bike that we give in Paraguay as we gave in Anaheim, as we gave in Arizona. So we we work according to our beneficiaries and according to the needs. And we we need to like like be able to like how you say like juggle that like how to still be working and still understand that it is important. I mean the need that this kid in Paraguay has, it is the same need as this kid in Arizona or is this woman in Anaheim. Right. It's just you cannot measure. There's no level of need. It's like we still impact in their lives. It is mm-hmm. just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Well, so next trip is Paraguay, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving in two weeks. Two weeks. November twenty third to thirtieth. Gosh, two weeks. Yeah. How many bikes are you guys uh, gonna deliver? Seventy. Seventy bikes. Yes. Wow. Forty five kids and twenty five women. That's amazing. And there's still time to uh, to donate, right? Oh yeah. There's always there's always time to donate, right? What's the uh, what's yeah. the uh, website or, or how can people find information from you guys? So it's www.projectbikelove.org, and there is so that's our website. And then in the website you can go to take action. So that in in that um, page now we have the Paraguay campaign, and so you can donate for this campaign. But then you can actually have a way to donate for every like just to donate for our next campaign or our okay. next deliveries. Um, then we also we, have we're also doing bike donations so if people often at this time of year they're going to buy a new bike yeah. mm-hmm. and they want to donate a used bike we are using those now to take them to Arizona because these girls need them Okay. Um, so they can donate that at Rock and Road any one of your local Rock and Road stores there's four four locations there's four locations look Irvine, them up Mission Viejo Laguna Niguel Anaheim Hills thank you Rock and Road yes thank you, you are, Matt, Matt I mean Matt's a, uh, he's like big into the community and you know anything that's got to do with community based like he's like in 100% he like I, no yeah. questions asked he's like alright let's do it like we Erin didn't yeah, it, we didn't <laughs> mention that but it's like when Erin was I think Matt was the first person who actually said yes, yes. <laughs> so when yeah Aaron, Matt was my Matt was my first yes actually yeah. Oh, I know. It's, I, it's, I always yes. say, it's, I was just looking for a yes and a see a no. Yes. Man, I got a lot of no's. Well, remember, and Aaron, I got a lot of like, Aaron, you and I went to meet with him at the, his office, and then we went for a ride afterwards, and we were just celebrating the whole ride. Like, this is it. Yeah. We, we made our start. It yes. It was really big. They've been with us since day one, and... Um, they have been beyond supportive of everything we've done. And I always like to tell the story. This literally started as a lemonade stand at, <laughs> at Over the Hump. It Amy did. and I, adult women, yes. sold pink Making lemonade. lemonade. <laughs> Please. But I mean, I'm telling you, we do anything. You that's know, where I for, met you guys. That's, that's right. That's yes. Right, yeah. that's, this is really. This over, is where I our community comes in. Shout out to in. Over the Hump. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because let me tell you, Matt Wanger and oh, Over yeah. the Hump 
they have been the most phenomenal supporters of us. Like, since I literally had a table at Rock and Road, and then Matt was like, hey, why don't you guys... I don't know why everyone's named Matt, but anyway. Well, why don't you guys have your own booth here, you know, for free? Like, you do your own thing. And so that's when it started, and we're like, okay, well, we're going to have to invest in some marketing things, and that's where we did our first video. They came out and filmed this while we were at Over the Hump. and <laughs> We got a that's where the like momentum and the really started. Up. I do. Yeah. Now we're big. Yeah, we're big. Now, now we have, we have a tablecloth, and tablecloth. Yeah. We have t-shirts yeah. and pens. I mean, we're really legit now. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I love it. One of the things I always I like to mention when we're talking uh, about Project Bike Love is really, um, you know, how it started was this intent to raise um, awareness of, about global connection and really get our community involved with how much they can impact others. So more, so it's just, it was so much bigger than just the bike. It was really about getting our community involved in it. So us as mountain bikers, as cyclists, like what we spend on a bicycle, what we spend on it, one tire or a set of tires could literally save or change a woman's life, right? Or a kid's life or someone's life by giving them a bicycle. And, you know, that really started for us in that community in Orange <laughs> County. It's such a beautiful mountain. Like it, it, you, we all know what that's like, you know, cause we're part of it being in that cycling community in Orange County and, and having the support from everybody there has helped us do that and bring that awareness and, and help it grow. So it's been really powerful for us. And as as Erin said, so I, for me, was the the eye opening part was I work with organizations before. Like I'm in the human, I've been in the humanitarian world, my half my life, like all my <laughs> adult life. <laughs> and uh, so I always thought that you had to be a big organization to make an impact, right? Mm-hmm. I I thought that I had to work with Doctor Well Borders to make an impact. And then I realized that you don't. I'm like, you just need to be an individual that is willing to do something. And you can make an impact on somebody's life. And then you will create those ripples. And then people will start doing. Like now, and Erin always said that. I'm like, she started it and we started it together. But then, like, Lupe and Mariana now, they just text me. And they're like, hey, Glenn, by the way, this guy, they stole their bike. So we got him a new bike. And we're going to do it as Project Bike Love. Is that okay with you? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> right? So people do things as Project Bike Love. Because mm-hmm. that, that's the main part is the love part of the bike. Yeah. And then I always like to tell this story, too. Like When we went to Paraguay the first time, I see Erin talking with this beneficiary, right? Erin doesn't speak Spanish. This <laughs> beneficiary doesn't speak English. And I'm like, they're, like, talking. It's like, like doing signs and, like, talking. I'm like, what the heck is going on there, right? And then they're writing. And then Erin come and explained to me, it's like, oh, no, she just need to know how to, like, shift gears, right? And then she came, and she's like, yeah, she was like, showing me how to shift gears. And I'm like, how the what? heck did you guys communicate? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I have and so I'm like, many friends in we, Paraguay that I don't speak the same language with, but we have a bond beyond yes. anything and, and else. <laughs> we say we speak love and we speak bike. Yeah. So it's like we actually, we honestly, that's, 
that's what we do. I mean, we we can communicate. I mean, the bike itself, and that's how we say, like, if you're going to change somebody's life, the bike is our tool. It's our passion. It's our tool. It's our therapy. For all of us, it's our therapy. I'm like, it's our marriage console. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, the bike, it's our tool. And so that's why it's so easy for us to connect using the bike as a tool and using the bike and love as a language. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pretty amazing uh, message, right? Yep. yep. And that's Probably why we together. actually <laughs> that's we we it is. I'm like we need something and we go for a ride and that's how we talk and that's how we connect and it's sometimes it's how we help each other through things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. That's pretty amazing. Well, uh, we're almost out of time, so. Is there any last words that you guys want to uh, convey to, to our listeners? And, and uh, you know, this is going to turn into a podcast on next week. So then we'll, I'll send it to you and then you guys can share it on your, on your, on your um, website and Facebook page. So yes, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Watch our adventure. Yeah. And yeah, definitely um, follow us so you can watch the adventure. And share, <laughs> share it. Yes. The more we can get the name out there even yeah. is. It, that's part of the battle too just getting our name out there and people yeah. will see what Project Bike Club is mm-hmm. yeah and we want to yeah people always ask go ahead sorry I was going to say people always ask what they can do I have that like that's the biggest question and really sharing Project Bike Club talking about it to people sharing it on your Instagrams and Facebooks like that's the biggest thing for us is just creating more awareness mm-hmm. you know especially if there's people that's like I don't have money to donate how can I help you can share, you know, talk about it. Um, you know, if you want to donate a bike and write a letter to one of the beneficiaries, please send us an email. We'd love to read the letters to the women. Um, that's another way to get involved. Um, or there's to be an ambassador for our next deliveries or, or give us ideas of where we should, where we we can focus our energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to come on a delivery? Let us know. Email us. Yeah. Do you want to be an ambassador (laughs) and connect us with somebody in need of bikes? Um, we're always excited. And, and, and it's not only going, like, this year I I was able, I'm like, I'm so blessed. Like, I, I had the time, and I was able to go to Arizona three times. And two of the times I actually took people, like, different people, and I'm like, who want to come with me? And for them just to be able to share that, they're like, for them, of course they share afterwards what it meant for them and everything. And it's like, we just want to share the world. That's right. That's actually what we do. We just, we are opening to people, like, in any delivery locally or, like, nationally, like, in outside of California or in Paraguay. And it's like, I will take you. I will take you to any place. And it's actually really good when you speak the language, when you have somebody that speaks the language. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you ladies coming in and talking story with us and letting us, uh, informing us and, and, and spreading the love of, of Project Bike Love. And, you know, we wish you guys luck in your next adventure on Thanksgiving. Yes. yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are listening to another episode of Beyond the Bike. Big Lou out.